Welcome back to 35 Years Apart. I'm Madeline and I'm 17. I'm Marta and I'm 52. We're a mother and daughter and we both like to read, watch things, and have opinions. We thought it would be interesting to explore how our opinions are the same and different based somewhat on our ages and lives. Today we're going to talk about the freeform show Pretty Little Liars. We've already mentioned this show quite a few times uh, because we watched it together, all 105 seasons of it. And then as it was getting to the end, when we couldn't take it anymore, there was actually a year when our father and brother went out of town for Thanksgiving. Okay, Okay, your father and brother, my husband and son. I didn't know how to say it. Our guys. That sounds stupid. That sounds very bad. Right. Okay, so the two guys that live here, they went out of town for Thanksgiving and we devoted the Thanksgiving weekend to finishing up the darn show because we could not watch another episode of it. So Madeline, in the briefest way possible, while still giving a flavor of it, can you summarize Pretty Little Liars? I mean, I can try really hard. Uh, spoiler warning starting now. So I guess I'm just going to explain like the basis of the show what's set up in the first episode is that five girls aria emily spencer hannah and allison were having a sleepover and when they woke up allison wasn't there the show actually begins one year later and allison has been recently declared dead she's been missing for a year and she's just been declared dead because they found a body no they don't don't they, Do find, they the body, find the body like... in the first episode? I don't know. No, they don't. Okay. I don't think so. All right. Maybe they do. I honestly... I feel like that's how they decided she was dead is they found the body. I feel like... Because I know that Maya like comes up to Emily at one point and it's like, Emily, they found a body. They think it's oh. your friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, sorry. Um, All right. They declare her dead. They declare her dead. The other four girls have grown apart, but they come together when they each get a text signed A. They are then tortured, hunted, (laughs) stalked, physically maimed. (laughs) uh, Emotionally abused. Yep. By this mysterious person for the next several years. So the show does start to go a little off the rails, but that is like the conceit of the show yeah i mean i would say that it's a little bit off the rails from the very beginning but then it just goes wildly off the rails yeah i i feel like there's no way to talk about the plot of this show because the plot is so messed up it's not just like a whodunit where Uh it's not like a good mystery where when it's all over you're like, let me watch that again. And you're like, yep, it was right there all the yeah. time. Because they just drop things. There are they characters do. that exist There's... and then they disappear. There So, are... yeah. I've created a list of plot holes that we're not really going to go into. But this is not all of them. And this is just, this is a short list of plot holes. Let's hear it. Number one, who was Beach Hottie? Who was Beach Number Hottie? Number two. Why is Charlotte slash Cece so rich and how did she construct the dollhouse? Number three, when Aria goes to visit Mona at Radley, Mona says, Miss Aria, you're a killer, not Ezra's, Ezra's wife. 
This is an anagram. Nope, that's not the word. The first letter of each of those words spells out Maya New. It, and this is like a plot in the show is that it spells out Maya New, but we never find out what Maya New or <laughs> wait, how wait, Mona and, knows Maya New. And Maya is a girl that Emily dates Maya, briefly? Maya, uh, yeah. So and then Emily, she's killed. Yes. Because everybody who is uh, not. Emily, uh, Maya moves into Allison's house. Right. And Emily falls in love with her, comes out, and then Maya is almost immediately Killed. killed off. She's okay. killed off in season two, I think. Okay. But what Maya knew, we don't know. Who was Sarah Harvey and why was she working for Cece? What is the deal with the little Halloween girl? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's in like two separate Halloween episodes. And is she a ghost or is she like a... Yes. Yeah. Well, then there's this whole other supernatural. There's There are a couple episodes where it gets all supernaturally. And then those characters go off and have a spinoff that uh-huh. we never actually watched. Yes, there is a... Madeline's eyes are watering, and I'm not sure if she's super upset that Maya died or if there's something going on that I should know about. No, I'm having some seasonal allergies, and sometimes when that happens, uh, I cry if I laugh even a little bit. Okay, good to know that we're not still mourning poor departed Maya. So that is what's happening. How does Eddie Lamb know Arya, and why does Arya have a file at Radley? Yes, so Radley is the um, old-school insane asylum that exists in this world, and Arya goes to teach there at one point. Arya teaches there, and this man who is working there uh, says hi to her, and she looks just absolutely terrified that he has said hi and recognizes her like he recognizes her and then we see at some point a file with aria's name on it at radley and then we never find out why there is a theory if this was a better show that was really well constructed yes my theory here would be Uh uh-huh that all of that all the plot holes are that aria is an unreliable narrator that aria is insane and this is her fever dream, and none of this is really happening. But it is not that show. Like, you might think, oh, well, that's great. That sounds really... That is not this show at all. So that was, for a while, the theory was either that it was all in Arya's head or that Arya was A, were the two big theories for a while. Is that at all possible? That Arya was A? I mean, yeah, before it was revealed that it was Mona at, like, the end of season three, yeah. But then there's Ubere. Yes. Okay, wait, let me ask you one question. Have they, So this whole show is based on books, right? Yeah. Have you read or know anybody who has read these books? No. So we don't know. There could be, some of this could be that there are, like, little, that they're just pulling little plot things from the books, and then yeah. they don't resolve them. Yes. Okay. What is CC slash Charlotte's age? It changes all the time. Yes. Uh, in one episode, the moms are locked in the basement, and we never find out how they get out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or who? Lo- do we find out who locked them in to begin with? No. Um, and then also one that I just thought of, in the beginning of one episode, there's this really creepy dance sequence. 
and we never find out what that is about. There's just, in the beginning of one episode, there's just this freaky, like, it is the most terrifying thing in this show, is that dance sequence, and we never find out what it's about. And I saw an interview with Marlene King where they asked her about it, and she was like, yeah, we didn't know who the, the dance sequence, it's this, like, it's Maddie Ziegler as a young child doing it. And uh, Marlene King says, yeah, we didn't know who she was playing when she did that. <laughs> Wait, who is Marlene King? Uh, the showrunner? Oh, okay. The writer? <laughs> so um. they just, like, Maddie Ziegler was available for a guest spot, and so they constructed a creepy dance sequence, and that was the Pretty end of it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, plot-wise, we could touch on each of these girls represents very much at the beginning it gets a little bit looser towards the mm -hmm. end like a type of high school girl right. i would also like to just say because people are probably wondering why did we devote a full five years of our life to this show it was not it was okay <laughs> it only felt like a full five it years it felt like five years in reality it was maybe one year and that <laughs> is more disturbing <laughs> so i'm not entirely sure i love teenage stuff like teenage mm -hmm. soap operas and it was something madeline started watching it first yeah and then she told me about it and i started watching it and caught up and then we would watch it together yeah. which is a very enjoyable thing to do and it is nice like when you watch a show that is this bad and has this mm -hmm. many questionable decisions it's kind of nice to be watching it with your at the time young teenager and be like Hey, by the way, sweetheart, don't sleep with your English teacher. Yeah. What I liked about it originally was I was legitimately interested in the mystery. Oh, yeah. I mean, the original, like, the at the beginning, mystery, it's interesting. Up until we find out that it's Mona, because that was, like, you, there are things that you can trace back to it being Mona. Yeah. After we find out that it's Mona, it go it gets right. I think it was way wacky. I think it was just a financial thing. Like I think it was successful, mm -hmm. and the first season it went really well, yeah. and they ended it as they should. Yeah, and then they got renewed, and they're like, okay, we could probably make this work. Yeah, and so then they kind of keep it going, and then at some point it just keeps getting renewed, and they don't have any more plot. Um, a big part of the show is, as we were talking about, oh, Booksmart. I think it came up during when we were talking about yeah, Booksmart. Probably. Like, there is a lot in this show about teenage girls kind of trying to come into their own. Yes, and they do it in some very interesting ways. Yes. So the most, perhaps, disturbing relationship in the uh -huh. show is Arya who is very smart and used to have pink hair. That's how we knew she was edgy. But she doesn't still have pink no, hair. That's she how we know she's changed. <laughs> um, she's kind of the most relatable. And then she starts having an affair with her English teacher, who is yeah. who, in her defense, is super good looking. And actually, it shouldn't even be in her defense because she is the 15-year-old. Yeah. So she needs no defending in this situation. Uh-huh. 
except from the English teacher. They set it up to make it seem like this is a reasonable thing. Yeah. She is one day hanging out in a bar, (laughs) and she meets this cute guy, and then they make out. Uh Uh-huh. And then, and... She's, okay, she's hanging out in a bra. Bar. No. She is Bar. Broad daylight. Waiting for her brother to get out of field hockey practice. Right. And he thinks she's in college. Yes. And they make out. And it seems like, to an adult watching it, I'm like, I just assumed they'd had sex in the bathroom. And then, actually, they make a point several other times in the show that she is a virgin. So they just have this intense make-out session (laughs) in the bathroom. Yep. They go their separate ways. Uh Uh-huh. She shows up for school on Monday. She's yep. looking down at her book. The English teacher walks in. She looks up. It's the hottie from the bar. So here's the thing. I think if it had stopped there, it could have been a really funny story someday. Right. No harm, no foul. Nobody is at fault there. Yes. But then they decide that they are in love with each other. Yes. She tries to hide it from her friends for a while and then doesn't anymore... And eventually we find out that this man originally kissed her in a bathroom because he knew who she was and was writing a book about her, at the time she assumed, recently deceased friend. Yes. And then eventually she marries him. Yes. That is how the show ends. They just keep trying to make it okay by like, oh, they didn't have sex. And... Oh, he feels really bad about it. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, like, now he's going away. And then they have to have them get married because yeah. but and it's, it's like not oh, okay. No, they didn't have sex, but she's in your apartment. Well, and then later they do have sex. Yeah. And it's just not okay. Yeah, no, it's not okay. Um speaking other relationships that were more okay than this but also not okay. Melissa Spencer's sister dates oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, several people who either try to or do hook up with Spencer, yes. who is at the time a 15-year-old and Melissa's like 20. Yes. And also Spencer steals um, ADHD medicine. Yeah. That was another thing I had to tell you. Don't sleep with your English teacher. Mm-hmm. Don't take ADHD medicine unless you have ADHD. Yeah. Spencer's Those are good life lessons you can get from Pretty Little Liars. Also, don't kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I think a lot of what don't got them in trouble com- was, like, a lot of lying. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that. that is one of the things. It's one of those plots that you just want to, at some point, be like, if you would just tell the truth, this would all disappear. Mm-hmm. Or just go to your parents, this would all disappear. It's yeah. really hard to keep going because you're like, I don't, like, I get, like, at first, oh, I don't want anyone to know that I cheated on my history test. But at uh-huh. some point, like, I, I think it, people have died and I'm being blackmailed about my history test. Maybe it's okay to tell them about the history test. I think it got to a point where it was like, very much snowballing for them. <laughs> Originally, it was about the history test, but then 
It was about murder. Yeah, it just gets crazier and crazier, and uh-huh. they never tell anybody. There are no responsible adults. I think at the beginning, isn't Arya being blackmailed because her father had an affair? Yes, her father had an affair, and she's trying to hide it. From her mother. Yeah, from and her, her mom. father. So that's a big thing. Her father's played by Chad Lowe, who was is Rob Lowe's brother and was like a teeny bopper uh-huh. star. And her mother is, I believe, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who was also a, a mm. teen. I always like, I can't help it. I like it when today's teenage soap operas like call back mm. to my teenage soap operas by casting people mm-hmm. from mine as adults yeah it gets me it's a um, trick i know it's a cheap trick and i fall for it yeah i yeah the other parents that were going on um i think hannah had a single mom who yes. went to jail i think maybe multiple times she kept going away for stuff i know she was imprisoned at some point but she kept going away for stuff wait and doesn't hannah's father get remarried and there's something I wacky there it's something at a horse farm yeah there was a there was like a horse horse camp yes that maybe hannah or maybe spencer went to spencer's parents are like questionable people at best and then we later find out that there's a whole allison and spencer their parents are all they're not actually swinging with each other. It just seems that way because everybody's parentage is a little mixed up. Yeah. And then Emily's dad is in the military and Emily's mom and then eventually dies. And Emily's mom is a, like functionally a single mom, I yeah. think. What I was saying a while ago, mm. each of these girls represents oh, yeah. like an... A teenage archetype, kind of. Sure. Um, and they get a little intermingled eventually. But basically, Al- not Allison, Hannah is popular. That is what Hannah is at the beginning of right. the show. When we right. first meet her, she's stealing sunglasses. She's popular. Um, oh, yeah. Hannah has a whole kleptomaniac issue. Yeah. And she is popular. Allison had been. Allison was the mean popular girl. Uh-huh. Which... Base the question, if all of these other girls were as uncool as the show made them seem, why was Allison so popular? I think it's that Allison was the mean popular girl. They had all been friends for a really long time and she kind of controlled them. Yeah. Spencer's the smart one. Uh-huh. Oh, and Hannah's also recovering from an eating disorder. Yes. Aria, wait, Spencer's the smart one, then what's Aria? She's Artsy, I don't know. Artsy and sleeping with her English teacher. Yeah. Um, oh, and Emily is just like sweet. She's an athlete and she's like Oh, sweet. that's right. She... Yes, but the and Mona is the geek. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, and doesn't Aria Aria and her parents go on sabbatical? She is gone yeah. for a year. That's one of the reasons they've all split apart. It's uh-huh. because after Allison disappears, Arya and her parents, which may be, see, in a better show, and we would then later find out that she hadn't really been gone. She'd been in Radley the whole yes. time. But that is not this show. Do you think that this show does anything to update the archetypes of teenage girls? Or does it just continue to support 
I think these outdated ideas eventually it kind of gets there like Hannah gets smarter she does get smarter as the show goes on Spencer gets a little dumber uh (laughs) yeah but originally no I don't think so yeah I mean that's even when it before it went totally off the rails and it's enjoyable it's still not saying anything new yeah no it's just popular girls are really mean yeah oh but wait they have other sides too yeah and there's a lot of fighting over boys, a lot of... Oh, yeah. It's only good if you can talk, think through it and talk about it. Like, yeah. if you watch it uncritically, then... Yeah, then it's kind of not great. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to say about this show? No, I don't so think so. So are we recommending that people watch this or not? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think we are. I think we're also, saying... Also, they took it off Netflix. It's kind of hard to watch Oh, it. there you go. Good. Don't oh, watch it. Oh, but we should mention that we did try to watch. There was a sequel. I did not try to watch. We did. This. We watched it together. The one no, season. No, we did not. Yes, we did. I don't the Perfectionist. Oh, that one. Not the like weird spinoff. No, one. not the not the supernatural spinoff. Don't sit here trying to act like I'm the only one that watched the Perfectionist. Sorry. Yes, we did. It took place. Allison and Emily had broken up. Oh, yeah. and at some point, oh, that's Emily a bad <laughs> relationship. They good, but at some point, Emily is inseminated. No, with Allison. Emily sells her eggs. Allison is inseminated with them. Ah. Emily sells her eggs because she's a lesbian, and then Allison is inseminated with them. She doesn't. So how does being a lesbian make her sell her eggs? That's a thing. What? <laughs> what does that, that is, mean? Uh, that is absolutely a thing. What does that mean, Madeline? What What it means is that people think that, like, the, <laughs> I swear, this is a legitimate thing. It's a stereotype. It's a thing people joke about, is that lesbians have no use for their eggs, so they sell them. Oh, I see what you're saying. I did know a woman mm-hmm. who went to Yale mm-hmm. and said that in, like, the student magazine like there were always ads all the time for people wanting to buy like she she went to Yale she was almost six feet tall she was brilliant and very pretty and that she was constantly seeing ads people wanting her eggs huh basically that that was that was a thing that's very interesting Um, anyway okay that's weird so Emily but she sells her eggs for a reason like there's something she needs needs money money for Yeah, she right. just needs money. She like drops out of college or something, and she needs money, yeah. and she sells her eggs. So then there is a sequel show where Allison and Emily break up. Emily keeps the kids. Yes, and Allison goes and gets somehow is qualified to get a job uh-huh. as a teacher at this other school, at mm-hmm. a private school, mm-hmm. boarding school. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, and um, somebody is murdered, and yeah. there's a mystery, and. Yeah, and it's uh-huh. even dumber. Yep. And All so right. we tried to watch that. Yeah. That's going to be it for us. Thank <laughs> you for listening to our eighth episode. If you liked us, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Also, feel free to follow us at 35 Apart on Twitter and at 35 Years Apart on Facebook. We hope you join us next Tuesday where we will be, we, we won't be reviewing anything, but we do have a little experiment in mind. Very exciting.